These Russians in Ukraine, they are brutal, they are bad, and I think they're committing war crimes. This has got to be a war crime. You're going to see a truck run over a civilian vehicle. Watch. There's no way that was not deliberate. Then he backs up. Now you think the guy inside, whoever's inside that car, has to be dead, right? No, they survived. Take a look at this. There's triumph here. They actually get the guy out. The car is totally crushed. But somehow, you see him in the middle there with the medical mask? He is alive. He's banged up, but he is alive. So, some horror in this war, obviously. Some small triumph. But overall, it's bad. We're hearing from the president, Kalensky, that uh, Zelensky, rather, he thinks that Russian troops will be entering Kiev, the capital, maybe tonight. So everybody is getting out. So some scenes from inside the country and the president, Zelensky, he's, uh, his family is said to be in hiding, but he's still in Kiev. Quite frankly, this guy's showing a lot of grace under pressure. And he's indicating they're ready to negotiate. We Про гарантії безпеки для нашої держави. Не боїмось говорити про нейтральний статус. That last part, that interests the Russians. Ukraine talking about neutrality. They're all talking about possibly meeting in Belarus to see if we can reach an agreement. They can reach an agreement. But right now, fighting continues. Zelensky, yeah, again, he is impressive. Now, this video released a few hours ago, just the point of it seems to be showing that he is alive and that he is still in Kiev. Contrast this to our president, Joe Biden, the goofiest, strangest demeanor in the heart of this crisis. Uh, no one can quite figure it out. And he has been wildly, wildly off message. Um, up until now, we heard deterrent would mean, hey, we don't want you guys to do this, right? Deterrent would mean Russia doesn't invade. Watch. Purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. They're meant to prevent and deter a large scale invasion. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. As well as our efforts to uh, both try to deter Russia uh, through sanctions. If you pull the trigger on that deterrent, well, then it doesn't exist anymore as a deterrent. All right, the message, deterrent, deterrent, deterrent. The sanctions were to deter Russia. Uh, anyway, didn't work out that way. And Joe Biden is now completely at odds with all of his team. Tonight, the president said this. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. 
President Biden is also reiterating that American troops will not fight in Ukraine. It's kind of interesting. Uh, it's wild that he said deterrent was not going to stop it. It was never meant to stop them. But the media just kind of said he said this. No analysis. Nothing more. Nothing more. I mean, if this were Trump, they would have lost their minds for two days straight, at least. And speaking of Trump, the American people understand that if he were president right now, none of this would be happening. 62% of Americans in a new poll, Harvard Harris, believe that this would not be happening if Trump were still in office. So Hillary, Hillary Clinton is out there trying to exploit the moment. Watch. This is heartbreaking, but it's also dangerous. And I think it's time for what's left of the uh, Republican Party that has any common sense, not just to say, "Okay, go help defend Ukraine against uh, Putin, but to stand against those people in politics and government, in the media and elsewhere in our own country who are literally giving aid and comfort to an enemy of freedom and democracy. You know, saying that people, critics of Democrats are giving aid and comfort to the enemy, that is so Hillary Clinton to say something like that. This, as she exploits the moment, she sees that Joe Biden is weak. Here I am. When's the last time she showed up on morning television when she wasn't promoting a book or selling something? She is running for president. Also, here's an item. This inept Biden administration tried to get China to join our side. U.S. officials repeatedly urged China to help avert war in Ukraine. What did China do? They said, get lost. Uh, They rebuffed Americans, saying they did not think an invasion was in the works. And, oh, by the way, they shared the intelligence information with Russia. The stuff we gave them, they gave to Russia. How about that, huh? Hey, didn't Joe say that he was really tight with the Chinese? Remember when he bragged how well he knows them and how much they get along? I've spent more time with Xi Jinping, at least before we got out, than any world leader has. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him, the president of China. I've probably spent more time with Xi Jinping, I'm told, than any world leader has because I I had 24, 25 hours of private meetings with him when I was vice president, traveled 17,000 miles with him and know him pretty well. I've spent more time. And it goes on like this. It goes on and on and on like this. I don't understand it. At least I didn't until I read Miranda Devine's book. We thought he was just bragging and it was weird. But no, there's a strategy here. The Chinese were not fooled. They understood implicitly the concept of Guangzhou, the Confucian system of personalized social networks and reciprocal obligations that is the foundation stone of Chinese culture going back thousands of years. Joe isn't talking to us. He's talking to potential clients who want to do business with China and the Chinese themselves. It's pretty wild. And now we are all less safe. China, without a doubt, has its eyes on Taiwan. They see the weakness that we have exhibited in Afghanistan. Now with the Ukraine situation, this is a huge opportunity for China to take back Taiwan. Tough times brought on totally avoidable by Joe Biden. When we come back, how social media is destroying the soul of our country. can say is that that the the fake fake news just just doesn't doesn't get get it, do they?
Remember how the fake news jerked us around for two years about Russia collusion and Robert Mueller pulling all those tricks? On and on and on it went. Now it turns out that the collusion was actually and has been happening between Russia and almost everybody in America. Unbeknownst to a lot of those people, but take a look. Russia trying to stoke U.S. racial tensions before election, officials say. A lot of folks miss this. This is all the way back in 2019. All of the racial strife? Yeah, Russia. They've been exploiting that. They've been trying to make it worse. Uh, Russia's lead intelligence agency stokes racial animosity, creating fake Black Lives Matter groups, and on and on and on. They were on to this, our intelligence community, well before George Floyd and Black Lives Matter summer. This was in the works, and Russia, their hands are all over it. These videos and dozens of others, all inflaming racial tensions in America, did not go viral by accident. They were pushed and promoted by Russian operatives, according to new research by cyber experts at Clemson University. Some of these stories would have never gone viral without the influence of Russian disinformation. Their ultimate goal is to divide this country. Wow, and uh, I guess it's working. Why haven't I heard more about this? This is real. Trump working with Russia, that was BS. So they've been doing this and they still do it. And it's been hurting our military. Yeah, take a look. How many occupants are in the vehicle? What's going on? How many occupants are in your vehicle? It's only myself. Why are your weapons drawn? What's going on? Open the door slowly, step out. Open the door. I'm not getting out the vehicle. What's going on? Get out of the car. Open the door slowly and get out. What's going on? So that's an Army second lieutenant being pulled over about a year ago by the cops. And his reaction was to resist and not cooperate and struggle. It made national news. Of course, the video went viral. And guess what? Everybody took his side including Army leadership. Most astoundingly, the sergeant major of the Army weighs in. He represented himself and our Army well. I'm very proud of him. Yeah, I see the Russian handiwork now in all of this. It's getting becoming very, very clear, turning our military culture upside down. And our culture in general has just gone off the train tracks. You know the word vulgar? It's never used anymore because... It's not even a pejorative. I mean, everything is vulgar, so nothing is vulgar. I'll tell you what's vulgar. The Kardashians, those crazy women, all right? Now, uh, here's the thing. If they were just taking these pictures for themselves, fantastic. But they have now inspired tens, hundreds of millions of women and girls to be just like them. And that's a real problem. That's where society starts to degrade and become corrupt and something else. These women make money doing it. Fantastic. Nobody else is going to make that kind of money. It's really pathetic. And how much time? Women and girls, nine hours a day on social media. Men too, by the way. And what does this lead to? Increased anxiety, depression, poor body image, and worse. And worse. This is, this is a real threat. All right. Had to say something about our traditional media. They really did screw it up with the Ukraine coverage. You know, the tone is important, right? 
You can kind of tell they're faking it. Ooh, this is such a grim day, right? Watch. We'll go inside and in the capital of Kyiv, as air raid sirens are ringing out this morning, much more reaction and insight from CNN's chief international anchor, Christiane Amanpour. That's up next. And a little bit of chicken fry. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio. Get so, um, <laughs> guess what? People notice this, that, you know, coming right up, everybody having a good time at Applebee's. Not very appropriate. Applebee's didn't like this at all. They put out a statement saying as follows, uh, it never should have aired. And we are disappointed in the actions of the network. So am I. I'm actually disappointed in CNN just about all the time, whenever I watch. Um, but this is typical. The media, doesn't matter how bad the news is, they find a way to always benefit. They always have a good time. Hi, everybody. What a snack snacking on? Snacking on some local beer. All right, me too. Me too. Cheers. It's like we're back in the crescendo of craziness. How do you intend to do things differently? I would kill for infrastructure week right now. Biden thinks that the only way that he can survive is to go on offense and never take your foot off the pedal. Normal, this is not. It's just a big game for them to be relevant, have fun, make money for the politicians and for the journalists. The circus is back and better than ever, even though everything has never been more You hear that? You already said that's one John Heilman, the fakest news guy there is. The circus is back, the name of the show, and better than ever, though everything has never been more F U blank blank blank. See, they're having fun, they're making money, the country is going down the drain, but hey, as long as they get to go on TV and say stuff, uh, I don't like it. They set up the circus. They judge how these candidates jump through the hoops. We literally pick our president at the circus. Other countries don't do this, just ours. We gotta fix that. I don't know how, I don't know how, but we gotta do something. All right. Hey, there's a new Supreme Court justice nominee. Her name is uh, Katenji Brown Jackson. There she is off to the left. Um, I don't know too much about her. I'm sure she's a crazy liberal, but she said something today that I liked a lot and we'll see it when we come back. Okay, there's Joe Biden with his Supreme Court nominee. They chose today, today to announce her. Could that have something to do with Operation Change, the subject? They've done it before. So it's Katenji Brown Jackson is her name. Here's a resume, kind of impressive. Harvard Law graduate, law clerk for Justice Breyer, the guy she would replace, district judge, federal district judge. Now look, I'm sure she's a crazy liberal. I have not looked at all of her, any of her opinions yet, Uh, but she's filling a liberal spot. And I guess they get to do that. But she said something today that I really liked. I was impressed. I must begin these very brief remarks by thanking God for delivering me 
to this point in my professional journey. My life has been blessed beyond measure, and I do know that one can only come this far by faith. Well, I thought that was pretty beautiful, and I wish her, I wish her well. Um, I hear, I'm no big Paul Ryan fan, but uh, he likes her. He endorsed her when she was up for another job, and they might be related by marriage. So we'll see what happens. Again, we don't anticipate a big fight here because she's replacing a liberal justice, and look, they get to do that. I can live with that. I don't like it, but I can live with it, and I actually like her. In the meantime, we got to start taking off these masks. You know why? Because it's easier for criminals to commit crimes. This happened in New York City. A couple of guys opened fire in the middle of the afternoon at a basketball court, and they're wearing masks. So it makes them very hard. It makes it very hard to find these guys. Uh, masks are very helpful. In ordinary circumstances, if a guy is wearing a mask, you're going to be suspicious. But now everybody's wearing a mask. It's easier to get away with the crimes. Much easier, much easier. I mean, by the way, we have to get rid of them because it's important that we see people's faces. One of the reasons why Democrats love masks so much, it covers their face. They can do bad things and it's less easily detectable. True, psychologists will tell you that. In fact, the National Institute of Health has a study Faces are among the most important visual stimuli. Fluency with faces offers great social advantages, allowing one to glean aspects of another's internal thought processes and to predict their behavior. More studies, reading facial expressions of emotion and especially micro expressions can aid the development of rapport, trust, and collegiality. Uh, They can be useful in making credibility assessments, evaluating truthfulness, and detecting deception. Wow. Um, We need to take off our masks for all kinds of reasons. These are my new favorite ones. You hear that, kids? Wear a mask to school. I wear a mask to school. Hi ho the Dario, I wear a mask to school. It helps to keep me safe. It helps to keep me safe. Hi ho the Dario, I hate this. Kids, we gotta take off those masks. I have a daughter who's approaching nursery school. I need her not to wear a mask. Uh, for comfort, and so she can evaluate bases, as we just heard. That's a very important skill to have. All right. Have to talk about this for a moment. Um, The Chauvin-George Floyd case. Uh, Chauvin is in prison uh, probably for a very long time. The cops who were with him were convicted this week. Uh, The ones who are holding Chauvin down and, and watching the whole thing, they didn't receive as much attention But three of them were convicted on federal civil rights crimes. And, you know, a couple of things about these guys. It should have been emphasized earlier. I think we would have had a less tense Black Lives Matter summer. If you saw, if you noticed just a moment ago, um, these cops were not all white. One was Asian. One was black. I think that's relevant. Uh, I also think it's relevant that George Floyd begged to be put on the ground. No one ever really talked about that, but he did. Okay. 
He was begging to be put on the ground. He was having a panic attack. He was claustrophobic in the back of the car, seemed to, and they put him on the ground. At least part of them wanted to help him for a moment. And the autopsy is also very fishy. The first autopsy report revealed no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxia or strangulation. Then all hell broke loose, and guess what? They came up with another one, another autopsy, cardiopulmonary arrest, complicating law enforcement subdual, restraint, and neck compression. See, they changed the autopsy results. And no one ever really talked about this during our so-called national conversation, that the maneuver that Chauvin was employing was right out of the Minneapolis Police Department handbook. They actually allowed this according to policy. Now, I think that's crazy, by the way, but why is it that certain facts are ignored and others are embraced? That word narrative, the media, they always want to tell a story and they ignore facts that don't fit in with the story they want to tell. When we come back, Joe Biden's niece has a new plum job for General Motors. Is she qualified? A lot of people think no way. Be right back. All right, there's Joe Biden. You recognize him. The woman next to him is his niece, Missy Owens. That's the daughter of his sister, Valerie. And she just got a very big job at General Motors. She is the automaker's new chief of environmental and social governmental affairs. That is a big job. And Joe Biden, by the way, well, he's already spoken. He's already visited GM a couple of times and made a speech. I came up in an automobile family. My dad ran the largest automobile dealership. He didn't own it, just ran it for 30 years in Delaware. And so I was raised on cars. Okay, he was raised on cars and he went for a drive in a car. But does that mean his niece is entitled to a big executive position at General Dynamics? And isn't that a little, uh, I don't know, a little bit too close to home there? He goes to GM, visits, drives in one of their cars, and then his niece, his sister's daughter, gets a very big job. I don't know if it passes the smell test. I'd like to bring in Congressman Ralph Norman. Republican of South Carolina. He is a member of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. And this has caught his attention as well. He joins us from CPAC. Congressman, welcome to Newsmax. How are you? Glad to be with you, Greg. So let's talk a little bit about who Missy Owens is. The niece, she had a marketing job at Coca-Cola for about 10 years. Her resume, the big part of it is she ran Joe Biden's re-election campaign in 2008. No big deal. What do you think? What's going on here? Well, it's too close for comfort. Uh, you know, it's amazing this administration, which criticized the Trump administration. Uh, they're violating the emoluments clause of the Constitution. Missy Owens to get a cushion job at GM with the president touting GM. What about the other companies? Uh, he's doing the same thing with Proterra, uh, where his secretary, Granholm, was on the board of directors for Proterra. Bottom line is, uh, it, it knows no bounds on what he's doing with his niece. The mother uh, of, the, of Ms. Owens stated where she got, got preferential treatment, how it's because of her brother. And it's, uh, it knows no ends, and we're calling attention to it. We're asking for the documentation, how they came to this conclusion, what they're doing with it, why. 
and uh, as most of our other letters, they ignore it, and they think uh, they're above the law, to be honest with you, Greg. So you wrote a letter to the White House Counsel's Office, and I've been hearing this a lot. Um, letters are ignored. I mean, don't they have a, I, like, a, like a, there's a legal requirement. You're a member of the government. You're on the oversight committee. I mean, these are legitimate questions. How can they just blow you off? Well, it's like everything else. I mean, they try to explain it with words, but he hasn't even done this on, with, on this case. Uh, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. What, you know, his niece is doing. I mean, look at so many of the other appointments. Uh, Hunter Biden is a poster child for corruption, but it's not just with him. It's, it's throughout his administration. And they have no, uh, no remorse about doing it, and they're keeping on doing it. But we're going to call their attention to it. I would love to have her in front of the oversight committee, which when we take the House back at the midterms, we will do and make them answer some questions. Okay, Congressman, I, forgive me, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. You're in CPAC. It's exciting. If you could just kick up the volume a little bit on your end and just tell us about CPAC so far. Sure. CPAC is a gathering of conservatives from all over this country. They're enthusiastic. Uh, it's we the people getting involved. It's we the people who are going to take this government back. And as we see in Ukraine, uh, America, is, is our country is at stake. And I've seen a jazzed up people that are ready to get involved at all levels. And it's just exciting to see. And, uh, you know, it goes on for all day tomorrow. And it's been a, it's been a very opening, eye-opening experience to see so many people who are willing to say enough is enough. We're going to take our country back. That's awesome. It's looking very good uh, in 2022 for Republicans. Well, have a great CPAC, sir. Keep us uh, posted, and we'll see you soon, okay? Will do. Thank you so much. You bet. Congressman Ralph Norman, Republican of South Carolina. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. So the People's Convoy, they're on their way to D.C., and right now they're in Glen Rio, Texas. That's a little bit to the west of Amarillo. Good luck, everybody. I know they're being safe. They have said they want to go and celebrate freedom and obey the law. Convoy is said to be at least six miles long. Wow, the People's Convoy. Hey, let's face it, this started in Canada. They had the idea, but it's a beautiful thing so far in America. Hey, we also have this. It was pointed out by Jesse Kelly. No relation, but, you know, our enemies are noticing when we parade around people like Dr. Rachel Levine and that crazy TikTok character. Um, these folks at times have been the face of the administration, and it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Our enemies are watching, and this stuff, it looks like it's not important. It actually is and it's undermining our credibility on the world stage. We're not focusing on priorities. We're focusing on the stuff that doesn't matter, especially our Pentagon. Now, the Pentagon, what is their mission, right? To uh, prepare for the next war. Really, they should be thinking about it all the time. Instead, what are they thinking about? Diversity, equity, inclusion, trans rights, women's history, uh, so-called extremism in the ranks. You know who's not worked up about that stuff? China, Russia. <laughs> These guys focus on blowing things up, moving troops around the world, or in Russia's case, moving them into Ukraine. Um, fighting a war is hard. The other stuff would make that even 
harder. If you've got to worry about diversity, equity, and inclusion, you have less time to actually do your main job. And that's, uh, that's really important. Also, President Zelensky is alive in Ukraine, and he has a message to the world. That's pretty cool, especially with the Eminem music in the background. Be right back. Hey, look at these folks. They're happy because they have been essentially rescued from Ukraine. Uh, They're getting out of the country at, well, let's face it, this is the right time to get out of Ukraine. These folks have been evacuated by an amazing group called Project Dynamo. Project Dynamo, it is uh, run and was co-founded by our next guest, Brian Stern, a veteran of the Navy and the Army, multiple tours in combat. And he joins us once again live in Ukraine. Last night you were in a vehicle. Tonight you're somewhere else. Uh, Brian, welcome. How is it over there? How are you? Uh, things are going great. Our, uh, our first operation went, uh, went pretty smooth, uh, all things considered. We, it was a 20, over 20-hour 20 drive. Uh, to a uh, to a safe location, and then we pushed out to uh, to uh, to Romania uh, early today. Uh, they're still waiting. They're still waiting in the queue, but uh, in the line. But they'll get. They'll be there. And at the same time, we have another operation that's ongoing. So we kicked off our second uh, our second rescue almost on top of each other. So uh, normally, when we do these things, I uh, we accompany we accompany our evacuees all the way through the end. But in this case, I stayed behind because I couldn't be in two places at once. <laughs> when you get to the border, what is the scene like at the border? I know you had to stay behind, but you've been there before. What is it like? I've seen varying reports. Uh, you know, it's a it's a bottleneck. Uh, then it's free and open. What is it like for these people when they get to the border? It it uh, it looks like a. Uh, it, it sounds funny, but it looks like a drive-in movie theater. Meaning, there's it, there's a lot of cars. They don't seem to move a whole lot, but. Doors are open because they're they're sitting there. It takes a very, very, very long time to get through. The line at the Polish border right now is over 10 kilometers long and has been that way for about a day. So um, the the um, the the volume, it speaks to the volume of who's trying to leave. And are the Polish authorities giving people a hard time or is it like, you know, step right through? Uh, what, uh, is there pushback? I mean, border crossings are designed to be a filter, not a pump. So by their nature, they are bottlenecks by their nature. So I, I, I don't think the Polish are doing anything. I don't think there's any extra extra attention or scrutiny happening. But it is a it is a sovereign country. It is their border. And it's that country is Poland's right to make sure that people who come in are supposed to be there legally. So um, you've been traveling around Ukraine for a couple of days, right in the middle of this war. Uh, you know, on a scale of one to ten, ten being save it, saving Private Ryan, one being relative peace. What is it like there? Uh, it depends on where you are. And I haven't been everywhere yet. We've been here for about a, about a week and a half, almost two weeks now. 
Um, uh, obviously, the last couple of days have been the most eventful. Uh, I've actually been trying to stay off the street as much as I possibly can. So I really only go on the street if if uh, if we're doing a movement, if we're doing a tactical execution, if we're going to do a movement, then I'll then I'll be out and about a little bit. But other than that, I'm trying to stay kind of low. All right. Good plan. Good plan. Project Dynamo. Uh, how did this come about, by the way? It's such an interesting group and mission. How did it? Yes. How was it born? Uh, we were born. We were born. Um, we were born in the middle of the uh, of the of the Afghan evacuation that didn't go so well. Uh, we we saw it uh, like everybody else did on TV, uh, and we we uh, we knew that we could help. We we were confident that we could uh, that we could assist, not necessarily get in the way of government or replace government or anything like that. But it was so big, we figured we could help, and we knew that we had some skill sets that might be. Uh, valuable, and it turns out we were right. We've we've done uh, tremendous work, my team and I. Uh, my my awesome team of volunteers in the United States have um, have truly been miracle workers with some of these things. Thousands of lives have been saved, and we're a volunteer organization. We're donor run. Nobody gets a salary. No one gets paid. Not even me. Uh, uh, but we are donor run. So please go to projectdynamo.org and donate. Every penny goes to saving 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 a life. Project uh, very quickly. These people have dual citizenship, right? These are Americans. I mean, you'd probably like to take everybody, but you can only take certain individuals. Yeah, so that's a, that's a great point. Um, I won't run a bus empty. So if they're, if they're, it, 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 well, we, we go for Americans, we go for NATO allies, but the reality is, is I'll take, I'll take anybody. If you look in uh, that picture there, there's Ukrainian, Romanian, and American citizens in that picture. Uh, some dual sits, some single nation sits. We have an 11 year old. Uh, we have, uh, pardon me, a seven year old girl on the first on the first bus who's an American citizen. Her mother is a Ukrainian citizen. So, and I'm not going to break up a family. Not going to happen. Of course, Brian Stern, amazing work. The co-founder of Project Dynamo. Check it out. Projectdynamo.org. Continued success and safety, sir. Many thanks. Thank you very much. Very much appreciated. Okay, we'll be right back. Big news from the app world. The Newsmax TV app has been downloaded more than 5 million times since Election Day. It's one of the most popular apps on both iPhones and Android devices. Plus, it's free. So go to your app store now and you'll get easy access to Newsmax.com for top news. Plus, you can watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. And remember to sign up for app notifications so you never miss a breaking news alert from Newsmax. Download the free app now. Takes just seconds. Newsmax TV. Watch us anytime, anywhere. The former president of the United States. And, you know, I wouldn't say Fox has been exactly perfect. Fox has been a big difference of Fox between now and what it was four years ago, as you know. But we have others that come along and they're doing well. And uh, uh, Newsmax has been really good. And, you know, others are coming along. And people are seeing that they're watching these conservative networks. President Trump is right. That's why millions of Americans are tuning into Newsmax for the real news they can trust. Hope you had a good week. Thanks so much. Stanchfield is next, and we'll see you Monday.